0: Going on, guys! Welcome to our first episode of our Anchor International Relief Podcast, Episode One, and Happy New Year! It's 2024. Uh, wherever you may be, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us for our very first episode. I'm actually here with our head Poncho, Pastor Gary <laughs> Kusanoki. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word to say or anything like that. Since you're, did you the- just
1: call me Poncho? <laughs> <laughs> I mean.
0: You, it mean, is like, you yeah. mean
1: honcho, not <laughs> honcho. Oh, man. This I mean, not going well. <laughs> we're,
0: I mean, with no script, I mean, it's... Bear with us, guys. I mean, or at least with me. So, uh, no, but um, thank you so much for joining us for our very first uh, episode here. And um, we would love for you guys to um, uh, express your feedback whenever you... You can or just if you need anything for prayer or whatever it is, you know, um you could just uh email us at anchored international or actually anchoredrelief.org. Right. Anchoredrelief.org. And so uh make it easier for you to uh, instead of just typing out the word international, it's anchored org. But uh Pastor Gary, uh thank you for uh joining us here um, um for episode one. Have you ever done a podcast before?
1: Uh no, this will be my first. I mean, I've actually been a guest on a podcast, but I've never actually had one.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's so funny. And um, But uh, we just wanted to um, let you guys know, uh, those that are uh, joining us, or some of you might be familiar with us, some of you might be new to us, and uh, this is where we get to um, tell you guys about who Anchored International Relief is, and uh, well, first of all, Pastor Gary, uh, since head poncho or head whatever you want me to call you <laughs> um this is getting so bad <laughs> but uh hey um just a little background uh, pastor uh, you pastor gary just um you know how you first gave your life to the lord and uh, how god led you to uh this point where you're um god is um holding you responsible to head this ministry
1: Okay. Um, I did want to backtrack just for one second yes. and, and in terms of why I have this, or we have this on our heart to do this. And, mm-hmm. and in Psalm 105, in verse 1, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. And, and truly, we've seen God do so many miraculous things. And, and I want to say not just through our own ministry— uh, but other ministries. And so my heart is that we'd be able to glorify God, that we'd be able to share stories and, uh, and introduce you to people maybe that you wouldn't ordinarily get to meet. Maybe they're in another country. Maybe they're, they're, they're doing things that, that aren't necessarily in, in the limelight. And we wanted to, to bring those into focus. But the ultimate goal is, is to glorify god the ultimate goal is to to make known his deeds to let you know hey this is what god is doing sometimes you know today and in today's age things are so negative and Mm -hmm. and you know people can get really depressed honestly oh for sure um and and going into the new year it's like oh man i don't even know what this new year holds for me Mm -hmm. so i'm praying that this will give uh, people not just information about what we're doing, but but really what God's doing throughout the world, and that we can take that into our own lives and say, "Wow, if God's doing that in this person's life or in that person's life mm-hmm. or this person's ministry, mm-hmm. that that He can do it in my life, and that Amen. that we'll be encouraged
0: in our walk with the Lord." Amen. And um, now to question number one. Okay, <laughs> before. We Get into why, uh, well, actually, we'll lead up to why, but yeah. um, just how the how you first gave your life to the Lord and how God led you to this point, and what you what between that day and also uh, now, like what had like like jobs you had, or what you know, just your just the autobiography of Gary Kusanoki,
1: all right? Well. So. Um I actually grew up in a um, in a Christian home mm-hmm. and uh I do that with kind of air quotes because um what, what the church that we went to from the time I was was a baby really was mm-hmm. was a church that was Christian mm-hmm. and yet they never shared the gospel. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact they pretty much taught that if you're all good people go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, I thought growing up I was a Christian, and as a matter of fact, it wasn't until seventh grade that I um, actually joined Youth for Christ. <laughs> and it was in our public school; it was a club in our public school. And and I thought, yeah, I'm a Christian, so I should go and get a chance to to meet. You know, seventh grade is challenging, <laughs> yeah. and so I got thought, you know, I get to meet some other Christians, and uh, and so. So I went, and our first um, outing or outreach was to the Church of the Open Door in Los Angeles. And uh, so we went, and it was a a youth outreach, and I heard the gospel for the very first time. I mean, and, and... I, I heard, you know, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. It's not enough to grow up in the church. It's uh, not enough even to read the Bible. But but to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, to actually, you know, ask him into a heart, to, to you know, do what it says in, in Romans, that we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. And, and I realized at that young age 12 years old i i realized that that i wasn't a christian i wasn't saved hmm. and so i i went forward and and i accepted the lord and you know my life has not been the same hmm. since that and i won't even say how many years or decades it's been uh <laughs> since that time um you know like at, at least 10 years no i'm just kidding <laughs> but um you know, and and so since that time, God's just really put a calling on my heart. And, you know, first of all, I, I, I remember, you know, even going back another year before that, sixth grade graduation, you know, yeah. you stand up in front of the school and they say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, mm-hmm. and there were two things that I wanted to do when I grew up. And one was to be a police officer, and mm. the second one was to be a pastor. Mm. And uh, I don't know... You know exactly how all those things came to be. I know I want to be a police officer because mm-hmm. uh, someone from LAPD, a police officer, came to my Sunday school class when I was four. Mm-hmm. And I went home and I told my mom I'm going to be a police officer. Matter of fact, I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get a motorcycle, be a motorcycle police officer, and I'm <laughs> going to drive you around my motorcycle. I didn't know. But anyways, <laughs> um, so God gave me both. He gave me a career in law enforcement and huh. and he also called me into the ministry. Huh. and uh, I'll, I'll tell you we don't even have enough time to to really go over everything of what God did, but mm-hmm. um, the Lord gave me a love for his word mm-hmm. and even in this church so so I accepted the Lord and but our and our youth leaders, Mm-hmm. were considered radicals in the church. So this is mm-hmm. during the Jesus movement. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of tells you how long ago this was mm-hmm. and and um and how old you are. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I'm so kidding. Thank you for reminding me that. And <laughs> no. anyways, so, you said decades earlier. Yeah, so yeah, you're yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I'm just okay. like relic- <laughs> it's been a while, but um so you know, I I I had some youth leaders that were born again and uh, the church actually considered them radicals. They talked about kicking them out because they oh. were were saying, you know, what are you, you know, what are you teaching, and, and uh, um, you know the, the, this, this is there's a bunch of hippies that are going to start coming to our church and people with long hair, and we don't want those people, and you know, but but they were on fire for the Lord, and then they gave me a, um, you know, we're able to really transmit that hunger and thirst for the word and mm-hmm. and the holy spirit just came alive in my heart mm-hmm. and uh you know after i accepted the lord and then later on i was baptized with the holy spirit and and god just moved and mm-hmm. powerfully and we would actually have at our church um they called it a youth day where they would would have actually the youth take over the church service mm-hmm. and so I had an opportunity. Um, I think I was maybe in eleventh grade now mm. um, to preach, mm-hmm. and I remember I got up and I ta- taught on First Corinthians thirteen. I just went through the the, the first eight verses, mm-hmm. and and I taught. I mean, I didn't know what expositional teaching was. I mm. didn't know what what you know what you were supposed to do, but I mm-hmm. knew that. It, it was the word of God. And see, mm-hmm. the, the way our, our church services ran then is there was an Old Testament reading, a New Testament reading. And then basically the pastor would, would um, uh, make a speech. Mm. And, and sometimes it had to do with the, the Bible readings. But a lot of the times it had nothing to do with the Bible. And mm. they didn't read the Bible. So um, you didn't need to bring your Bible with you because, you know, everything was printed in the bulletin, and, and you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, uh, actually, we're seeing that in churches today. That's just a sad statement. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. You know, because sure. if
1: we don't have this, if we don't have God's word, we've got nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, yep. um, I I was able to to share the a message, and and I loved it, and it was like. I was scared to death, but mm-hmm. but it was like I I, I love this. I mm-hmm. I love to teach God's word, mm-hmm. and and so that's where that that hunger came from. Mm-hmm. And really, everything we do it, it revolves. It's based on God's word. It revolves mm-hmm. around God's word. Mm-hmm. We're going out and teaching God's word, mm-hmm. and and we really want to share that that love for his word. You know, the Bible said he, he holds his word even above his name. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, we know that, that there's power in, mm-hmm. in God's word. And that's what, what uh, we wanted to share. So mm-hmm. I became a, a police officer and, you know, the, the Lord continued to use me in that. And, and mm-hmm. you know, just after being a police officer for, for a couple of years, I went through a really, really hard time as a young police officer. And mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of maybe police officers out there can can identify with this because we've all had circumstances mm-hmm. and situations. But, mm-hmm. you know, the hardest thing that, that I ever had to deal with in, as a police officer was kids, mm. uh, kids getting hurt, kids getting abused. I, I, I just, mm. you know, those uh, as tough as you want to be it, those are just really hard so um there was a period of time and it's just like a a, a really like a two-week time span where mm-hmm. um i was working nights and i i got a call on the radio of a medical aid mm-hmm. um since we were already out in the field if there was a life threatening medical aid and they called the paramedics well we would respond because we, can get there. we would get there first and, and render whatever first aid. So the call I'll never forget was uh, a baby not breathing. Huh. And so I rolled up and went into this uh, um, apartment. It was one of the more rundown areas in, in our city and, and went into this apartment, and there was a little 10-month-old baby boy laying on the floor lifeless. And I went, checked for his vitals, and uh, he wasn't breathing. He had no heartbeat. And so I began CPR. Hmm. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, you know, in situations like this, they say time slows down. It did. It, hmm. it felt like um, I was doing CPR for an hour. And, uh, um, and I know it was only a few minutes before the paramedics arrived and, and took over. So hmm. paramedics came and uh they they took over so then i step back and now i'm in no longer in rescue mode i'm in a police mm. officer mode wow. so now i'm looking around to see what's going on and i'm looking at this this little boy mm. and i notice that that he's got uh cigarette burns <laughs> all over his really? his legs huh. um and just like um just up and down his legs you can tell yeah, I mean, you never forget what a cigarette burn huh. looks like on a yeah. on a little kid. Yeah. And then his his hands and arms were scarred um from being put in boiling water. Mm. And uh um came to find out well, you know, the parents in order to make him stop crying, you know, in, the, in order to discipline this little 10-month-old baby boy. Wow. Um Ten months, they, they basically tortured him, yeah. and so uh, what brought us to that point is, and and there's actually a name for it. It's called shaken baby syndrome, mm-hmm. as uh, the 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 one of the parents was so upset um, that they picked him up and just shook him so violently that um, I'm not sure of all the medical things that the physiological things went, that went on, but basically that um, you know, breaks all the blood vessels or things and, and he his brain stops getting uh, blood. And uh so they were able to revive him, they took him to the hospital and, and I would go visit him in in uh ICU mm-hmm. uh until I think it was just a few days and and um they said, you know, Officer Kusinoki you don't have to come back anymore because he's gone. And uh, so that was hard. Then mm-hmm. um, just a, a few days later, another 911 call. Mm-hmm. We got a call from a little girl on 911. And she said, uh, my brother has, uh, uh, my brother's in the garage and he won't come out. And, yeah. you know, and so the dispatcher said, well, where's your parents? And, and she said, they're, they're not home. And so praise the Lord, this little three year old girl was it had the wherewithal to call nine one one. So myself and and another uh officer responded and and we got there and you know the little girl said, My brother's in the garage and so uh the garage was was attached to the house but um had a little uh, mail slot in the garage. So we just were able to look in through the mail slot and we mm-hmm. we saw her brother basically hanging from the rafters Ugh. and so we kicked the door in went and and cut him down and um, unfortunately it was was too late he was Ugh. he was already gone Ugh. and uh, you know we called the paramedics couldn't revive him wow. and uh, um, but you know what what um well, we found out it was it was his 18th birthday, and his parents had, had gone to uh, an early movie, and then they were coming back. They had a big 18th birthday party planned mm-hmm. for him, and um, the parents came home. You know, not too long after that. And I, I mean, as a, now as a parent, I can imagine what it, what it must have felt like for them to come home mm-hmm. and see, you know, fire trucks and police cars and everything in front of her home. And I, I remember, I'll never forget the mother coming out screaming. Mm. And she just assumed it was her daughter. So mm. she was screaming for her daughter. And, and so I went and met her and I said, she's okay. She's okay. She's okay. And then, then the dad said, you know, where's where's our son? Our son's watching her. Where's our son? Mm-hmm. And I said, um, you know, would you, you, you guys please, would you want to, can you sit down? Because, you know, I, I have some difficult news I need to tell you. And they're like, no, just tell us. We're, so we're standing in front of their house mm-hmm. on the lawn and... I said, I-, I think it would be better if we went inside and and we could just talk. And he said, No, you tell me now, tell me what's going on. And so, you know, I said, I'm, 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 I am i am i am do not know how to tell you this, um, but from all appearances, it appears your son's taken his own life. Oh, and um, well, um, there's a wail mm-hmm. that a mother makes. Mm-hmm when they lose a child. That's mm-hmm. unlike anything that I have ever heard. And I've heard it all too many times now over the years. And uh um and the, the, the father screaming, he actually grabbed me by my uniform, which, you know, police officers, you know, nobody touches us, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, for officer safety purposes, yeah. but he grabbed yeah. me by my uniform shirt. And I'll never forget. And he said, "Just tell me why. Mm. Why would he do this? Why would he do this?" And and I didn't have any answers. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so we were able to get some people in, and I think neighbors and and to to calm them down. And we went through our investigation, and and um. You know, we're waiting for the coroners to get there, get you know, dealing with, with uh the body. And mm-hmm. uh my partner is kind of you know, we call it gallows humor. And mm-hmm. uh it's not that that police officers don't care. It's mm-hmm. that it's the only way we could deal with this. Mm-hmm. You know, how there there is no way in the world and and I'm gonna say this for the, for the people out there that, that think, you know, cops are inhuman or, or whatever, we're human mm-hmm. and we hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no way that we could see the things that we see out there on the street, experience the things we experience and not have it impact us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyway, she's joking around and, and I'm like, how could you, how could you joke at a time like this? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and, she looked at me and she said, what do you want me to do? Cry? And, and, you know, and, and it's true, we've got a job to do, we, mm-hmm. we've got to do, you know, we got to do our work, we got to make sure, you know, yeah, it looks like a suicide, but we got to make sure, is this a suicide, or is it a homicide? And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, so we're processing a, a crime scene. And then, you know, but you get the job done. And mm-hmm. so I didn't cry. Mm-hmm. Um, until I got home mm. and then I went home and went in my living room and just started sobbing mm. and so now these are building up, so the next day I go in for briefing and then there's um you know they're they're briefing about another call and and I wasn't even on this call mm-hmm. and um uh it was an elderly gentleman that that had uh gone out he w- was sick and and um he took a shotgun went out on the front uh in his front yard put the the barrel to his stomach and pulled the trigger with his oh. toe oh and um um
0: a 12 gauge shotgun yeah oh man
1: uh so man i got up after briefing uh-huh. and i and i walked into the the watch commander's office and mm-hmm. and um i said uh Sarge i i don't think i could do this and he said do what and i said i i don't think i'm cut out to be a police officer mm. and i said i i i don't think i can't take this i can't I don't know how to process this. I don't. I don't know what to do with uh, with all this. I don't know what to do with this hurt, and and I can't just hold it inside. and And I, and I told him I'm not doing well. Mm-hmm. And so you know, he said, "Well, you know," he said, "I'm we're going to give you some time off." And mm-hmm. he said, "Why don't you take a couple days?" And and uh, you know, we're we're going to send you to um, the uh the department counselor which you know not something i really wanted to do i mean as a police officer Mm -hmm. you know it's like in a man it's like no no i don't need that i don't want counseling and then then as a christian i'm like i shouldn't need counseling right you know and and so i said okay and praise the lord i was able to go to a christian counselor and and um you know, he just let me talk. Mm-hmm. And PTSD at that time wasn't a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you went through um, traumatic incidents, and then you just went right back on on duty and finished your shift and your calls, and you reported the next day. That was it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, so, you know, I was able to, to really work through these things. And then I thought, God, you know, Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why did I have to see these things? I mean, that that, that was my question. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wasn't questioning God in the sense of, of you know, why'd you allow this, but it was why did I have to see it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and the Lord spoke to me, and He spoke to me this to me, and we'll probably talk about this as we do more of these, mm-hmm. you know, over the years. The same thing, mm-hmm. He said, because sin is real, mm-hmm. and people are really dying because of it. Mm. And then, and you know, I'm like, but what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I was just praying. I prayed, Lord, what do I do with it? And so what the Lord did is he put um, chaplains on my heart. Now, the police chaplains is also something that wasn't common at that time. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, there weren't any departments in our county that had police chaplains other than, you know, ceremonial chaplains that would give a benediction or or open up a, a ceremony or or do a funeral or or something like that. But our department had no chaplains at all. Mm. So I went to my chief and and I said, um, we need chaplains. Cause you know what, I, I needed somebody I could talk to that one that I could trust and two that that would be um able to speak to me on, on a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. And so Um, our chief, who was a a Christian at that time, he said, I've been praying that somebody would come to me with this. And Mm -hmm. um, he had actually taken a lot of flack because he was an outspoken Christian. Mm. And so he said it needed to come from somebody in the ranks. And so he said, I want you to take that, this program and run with it. So we started a uh, the first ever chaplaincy program in orange county and and mm. now every agency in orange county um has chaplains mm. and uh i mean it got again mm-hmm. not me not not me doing this this right. is this is the lord mm-hmm. this is the Lord doing it and he and he used the pain in my own life to mm. to to do that and and then you know the 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 desire to minister, the desire to to meet people on a spiritual level, uh, that just grew and grew in me to where I knew, okay, um, I just want to be, uh, I want to be there and ministering the word of God and ministering to people's spiritual needs. And um, so I had spoken to uh, a pastor or my pastor at the time and, and, you know, he said, I, I really see that God's calling you to the ministry. And I thought, you know, I had a few more years before I could retire. Um and and so actually several. So so, you know, I s I what my thinking was I'm I'm gonna finish out my twenty years at the police department and then I'll go into the ministry. And but God had other plans. Yeah. And uh um you know the 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 Lord had it on my heart so much, it was actually a specific area, Rancho Santa Margarita in Orange mm-hmm. County. Um, at that time, Rancho Santa Margarita was a, a brand new community, and um, mm-hmm. you know the the I was talking to somebody one time, and and we were talking about what God was doing, and I I said, you know, I think maybe I'm going to go on staff at the church as a you know, an assistant, and I said, what do you think God's doing for you? And he said, well, I think God wants to do something in Rancho Santa Margarita. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Orange County, right? And mm-hmm. and I go, uh, is that Northern California? Where is that? <laughs> and he goes, no, it's a new community in Orange County. And I'm like, wow. And so, you know, the weirdest thing is something in my heart just jumped when he said that. And, mm-hmm. and so it's like, okay, um, but that's for him. Mm-hmm. Well, he ends up moving to Chicago <laughs> and the desire to minister in Rancho Santa Margarita never went away. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, again fast forward a few more years and and I had just started um taking my first mission trip to to Romania and that's a whole other story in itself, mm-hmm. right after Tracescu mm-hmm. uh was deposed and and you know, God just did some amazing things. One thing I'll tell you: um, we were in, um, I believe, in a, a little uh, our town called Oradia, and and we were in the the city square. You know, you've seen the European pictures of the big city squares, right? Mm-hmm. We were in city square, yeah. and we started to preach, and and people started weeping mm. and crying, and I mean sobbing, and and. Uh, a man came up to me afterwards because I had the opportunity to share the gospel. And we saw so many people, you know, come to the Lord, accept the Lord. And this was a communist country. So, mm-hmm. you know, and he said, never in my life did I ever imagine that I would hear the gospel proclaimed publicly in the square here. And because um, Christians had been so persecuted. And mm-hmm. so and it was the word of God. Mm-hmm. so I'm laying over and over god has has really impressed upon me the power of his word, mm-hmm. and that truly as it says in hebrews it's living and active mm-hmm. and and sharper than any two edged sword and mm-hmm. and so you know God gave me that heart mm-hmm. well, I came back and and you know i'm i'm now in um administration within the police department i've been promoted and Mm -hmm. and so um i had all these things going on and i started to have a lot of physical um problems i had heart heart pain heart palpitations i had Mm -hmm. you know like i get hives that just covered my whole body i mean it was like (laughs) it it, i I felt like Job, and (laughs) and i'm like what is going on and then (laughs) So the doctor, I went to the doctor, obviously, and and he did all these tests. And um, so at the end of all these tests, he comes in to the the exam room. And, you know, now it had been weeks of tests. And and so he said, we've done every test possible. Mm -hmm. And he said, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And I go, what do you mean there's nothing wrong with me? I I go, you know, I had a monitor on. They could see my heart palpitations and everything. Mm -hmm. And he said, there is nothing physically wrong with you. And he said, you're stressed. And Mm -hmm. I said, but no, you don't understand. I don't get stressed. Mm -hmm. I'm not stressed. Mm -hmm. And he goes, no, you are stressed. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm ordering you to take a month off duty. And I'm like. Are you kidding me? I go, no no no, I I go you you can't do this to me. And and I start crying. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm crying, I'm sobbing, I'm in there I'm saying, you don't understand. I'm I don't get stressed. I'm not stressed. Mm-hmm. And and you know, he's like, you don't understand, you are stressed. And you know, to me to be relieved of duty was the ultimate in mm-hmm. failure mm-hmm. and shame, mm-hmm. and you know, I was the one that I was responsible for processing people when they went out on stress. And and honestly, you know, and this is one of the things God was doing. My attitude was then was you're a wimp. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you mean you can't handle the stress? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, our job's stressful, but mm-hmm. but you know, um, come on, uh, get over it. Mm-hmm. And no, I can't get over it, mm. and and so I crashed. I, I mean, I I even thought, you know, I I must not even be a Christian, mm-hmm. because how can I be a Christian and and not be able to handle life? Mm. And I got so depressed that um, that Carol, my wife, went to my lieutenant and said, because I couldn't get out of bed. Um, I would just spend all day in bed, and. Um, and my, you know, Carol went to my lieutenant and she said, uh, I want you to take Gary's guns away. Mm. And she said, cause I'm afraid he's going to take his life.
0: Mm.
1: Um, wow. you know, I never at that time thought about actually taking my life. Mm-hmm. I, I did wish I were dead. You know, over and over, I'd be like, God, just kill me. Please, just Mm -hmm. kill me. Uh, I don't want to live. I don't Mm want to live like this. Mm -hmm. And I can't get over this. And I remember Carol once telling me, you know, um, God just trying to show you how much he loves you. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, he's got a funny way of showing it because (laughs) I don't Mm -hmm. feel that. And Mm then, so... I remember at one point that that I was so depressed that I knew that I was laying in bed and I knew that if I wanted to, I could make my mind go away, and that I just wouldn't be there mentally anymore. I just knew it. I knew I could do that, and you know what? It scared me. Mm-hmm. It it I it scared it scared me so much that I'm like, whoa, you know, I, 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 things are really bad. Mm-hmm. And so, I, uh, um, you know, I w- was able to to go to church that day, mm-hmm. and you know, at that time, I was an elder at the church, and I was a leader, and you know, and and, uh, <clears throat> but everyone knew that that I I had gone off on stress, which was obviously an embarrassment to me, but I I ran into two people, you know, one person. Um uh actually one of the church leaders had come up and said how you doing and so I told him how I was doing and and I, I remember he kind of patted me on the back and he goes, you know, you just got to be tough. Mm. And I'm like I walked away from that and I was going to leave and I just thought, you know what? It's not worth it. Mm. I, I I'm not tough. I don't measure up. I'm not like any of these other people. I'm not like all these other strong Christians and and you know and and I never I I'll never will be I don't measure up. And so then then another pastor came up to me and he asked me, "You know what was going on?" And I, I in one sense I kind of let him have it cuz I was already kind of upset and mm-hmm. and I told him and then and he said, "Man, he looked at me and he, and he had such compassion in his eyes and he, and he said you sound like you're going through what Paul went through in 2 Corinthians 1 mm. when he said he was despairing unto death in his own mind. Mm. And 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 something, you know, a light bulb went on and I I I went home and I read 2 Corinthians 1 and then I went back to 1 Kings 19 where Elijah you know, ask God to take his life because he was no better than his forefathers. And I started reading through the Psalms where David said he filled his bed with tears. I, I read Jeremiah where Jeremiah said, you know, why was I even born? Mm-hmm. And and I realized um, all these people in the Bible, they're, they're just humans. They're weak.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're just ordinary human beings just like me. Mm-hmm. And the only way... We handle life is not through our great faith in God, mm-hmm. but our faith in a great God, mm-hmm. and that's why when Jesus said, "All you need is a little the faith of a mustard seed." Mm-hmm. You just need enough faith to to reach out and grab the hem of Jesus's garment. You just need enough faith just to to say, you know, Lord, help, mm-hmm. help, and and He'll do that. Mm-hmm. He'll do that for you. Amen. And and so. That's what I did and and God just totally uh turned that around.
0: You know, I just wanna mention uh piggyback to counseling um those of you are watching, whether police officer or just whatever human being you may be, uh there is nothing wrong in seeking counsel. It's actually a godly thing too, and it's also a manly thing too, especially I'm talking to the brothers out there. Um counseling has helped me because usually for us guys as the mindset is that we have this pride like oh i've got you know we don't need i don't need counseling he's going to take care of me but then the bible says faith without works is dead and i remember that moment when before my i personally saw counsel i didn't realize i was deaf to hear the lord say hey i want to heal you but You're sitting your butt on the couch. I want to walk with you through the fire because God desires of all things is to have a relationship with you more than anything. And so, and also too, especially for the men, if you are, um, uh, leading a family, if you're a husband and a father, your wife and kids are going to be looking up to you. And there's a reason why God, uh, placed the man as a leader in the household, uh, because, you know, the wife and the kids are going to be submitting to whatever the man is doing in the house. And whatever you do as a man, your wife and kids are going to follow. And the question is, what kind of example do you you want to set for your wife and kids, for your family, or just for anybody? So that's something to ponder about. And, uh, you know, Gary mentioned about suicides. It's like, if you're feeling those thoughts or whatever, and, you don't know who to talk to or, or need someone to talk to call uh there's a number that we're going to put on the screen right there eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, 273 1-800-273-8255. Uh, or you can speed down 988. Again, that's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. 273 8255 Someone there on the other line is willing to talk to you. And if you're still breathing, just letting you know, God is not done with you yet. There's still some work to do. And, you know, as Gary mentioned earlier, like you might feel like there might be a feeling, but literally it's just a temporary feeling and God has way better plans for you. And what Gary shared right there is just extraordinary. And hopefully that's encouraged you to guys, encouragement to you guys. Um, I want to ask about um, now that with all that being said, how has your career in law enforcement um? Your calling as a pastor has led you to start Anchor International Relief. Um, how did that start and how has the Lord used you in this ministry in particular to impact people, not just here, but around the world?
1: Well, Anchor International Relief is is based on Hebrew 619, which mm-hmm. says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. Firm and secure, it goes behind the curtain where Jesus is entering as, on our behalf, or is our forerunner, and um, you know, in this life, we need an anchor. This life is full of storms, just like you said. There, you know, uh, and you know, there, there have been. I told you that that at that time, I I didn't think of taking my own life. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, there have been times w- when I did think of taking my own life, mm-hmm. and um, and through. A lot of different things, including my own sin, mm-hmm. you know, my own failings, my own shortcomings. I'm, you know, uh, Daniel and I, we're not sitting here saying, "Hey, we got it all together," and mm-hmm. we're just going to tell you that mm-hmm. how to do it because we got mm-hmm. it all together. We're here because we don't have it all together, no. <laughs> and we need help. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, yeah, we we go to the Lord, but the Lord puts people in our paths, mm-hmm. and has provided for me for. Um, even for my wife and I, and we've gone through counseling and things like that. We've been married now forty-one. Just celebrated forty-one years. Uh, oh, there you go. Last November. And, Come on. And, now. and and you know, but it's that's the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not because we're such great people. Well, my wife, she is a saint. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's she is. Put up with me, yes. so. <laughs> but but you know, it, it's it, we need. We have to be able to call out for help when we're hurting, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll tell you there there whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a firefighter, whether you're in the military; those are some of the professions that have the highest suicide rates in the nation, mm-hmm. and and yet it's also the, the profession where it's hardest to call out for help. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm telling you, uh, guys and gals call out for help, please mm-hmm. call out for help. Mm-hmm. You know, you can even, you can email us, mm-hmm. you know, you can email us at, at info at anchoredrelief.org mm-hmm. and, and ask for prayer or, or resources or, or, or I'll give you my email, gary.k at org mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and we want to help. And, you know, Jesus, the, the Lord, puts people on our path mm-hmm. that, that are able to help us. Because, you know, for all of us, doesn't matter what we do, this life is too hard for us to handle mm-hmm. on our own. We mm-hmm. never meant, we're, we were never meant to handle this on our own. It's mm-hmm. always, from the beginning, been dependent upon upon the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's uh, you know, what led us to, to start um, Anchored International Relief, because we know that people need an anchor in the storm, mm-hmm. they need a, a place where they they can can go and and flee the storms of this life and find a rock that they can stand on, and mm-hmm. and so and that rock is none other than Jesus Christ, and mm-hmm. it's only Jesus Christ. There Amen. are no no other rocks. There's no mm-hmm. other name by which a man must be saved and and I'll say it you know it's not Muhammad, it's not Buddha come on it's not any of the the millions of, of Hindu gods it's Jesus come on and him alone mm-hmm. and he loves you mm-hmm. and and he wants you he said he came I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly He came that we might have an abundant life he came that we might have have joy uh in this life not Mm -hmm. happiness which is dependent on circumstances Mm -hmm. but but joy which is dependent on him that feeling of of peace and and it's a peace that he said that the world can't give you know that but he gives us a peace that passes all understanding Mm -hmm. and so anchored relief is is about leading people to that peace it's about Mm -hmm. leading people to 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 jesus and showing them he's the only way Mm -hmm. Not just to heaven, but he's the only way to find any kind of of peace in this life. and so mm-hmm. I'm praying, I'm praying through this podcast and I'm praying through our ministry mm-hmm. that 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 more and more people find peace, so we're we're going to um the the least, the last and the lost. Mm-hmm. so the least the people that nobody else wants to minister, the lepers in in Nepal that are untouchable and unloved and rejected you know we're going to love them to touch them physically to minister to them to share the love of Jesus Christ to tell them mm-hmm. that there is a hope for this life and that there's a hope beyond this life we're going to the 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 kids in in Tijuana that are being courted by the cartels that are looking at nothing but a life of of um drug dependency and alcohol and uh, gang violence and and uh, and they're being wooed, hmm. you know. They're they're being offered money. They're being offered drugs, and then then they're being taught to kill. Well, um, hmm. we're going to these kids and saying, "Hey, you know, their attitude is like, who cares what what happens to me? Because hmm. I know I'm going to die. I'm either going to overdose or hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna get killed by somebody. So I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna live long. So what do I care? What kills me? And hmm. and we're we we have to give them. A hope that is not only for this life, but is beyond this life. You know, in October mm-hmm. we went and we ministered to 150 kids that the police department brought to us and mm-hmm. said, "We don't know what to do with these kids." Mm-hmm. We shared the gospel with them. Over 135 of them accepted the Lord. Come on, and and are in a discipleship program now. Let's go. And and I mean, it, it's it's there's more to this life and mm-hmm. there's a life beyond this life mm-hmm. this life is not all there is if this life is all there is then you know then we should check out because mm-hmm. you know give me a break it's horrible it's mm-hmm. hard yeah but but there is more mm. and and there is a life there is eternal life through Christ Jesus our lord mm-hmm. and and so that's the message of of anchored relief and that's the the message that we want uh this program to go forth with
0: and uh i just want to uh let you guys know uh you can't if you're just joining us in mid video or just skipping welcome this is our first episode um we're gonna have more episodes where we're gonna go in depth about these nations that we go to, these countries we go to, these less fortunate situations, and also be sharing some information about um, what's really happening within those countries that the news is not sharing, and um, also there might be some things that we might not be, able, we're not allowed to share just because of how sensitive, and also for the protection because there's a lot of killings going on and we will get to that in the future episodes but um also too like uh, as pastor Gary mentioned um uh, the goal of our ministry is Jesus it's it's all about Jesus and if you're watching and you're wondering uh who this Jesus is and whether you want to receive him or if you just want to know more of him or you just want to um ask us about who Jesus is um uh, Gary just mentioned our email, info at anchorrelief.org. I can't take this off because <laughs> this is uh, bothering me here. Uh, anchored International, anchored relief.org. info at anchorrelief.org. And um, you could ask us any questions, ask us about who Jesus is. And um, even we might give you some material too if you want to know um, about who Jesus is. If you want a Bible, you can't afford a Bible, you know, the word, the the Bible is like our main thing as pastor gary mentioned in the beginning the word of god is sharper than any two-edged sword and man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds that from the mouth of the lord and so um also like um, before we wrap up i just want to um there are three words that you pastor gary mentioned about um our um was it our mottos or like what you can do about as far as um Helping us or supporting us, or so what can you do to be? Uh, what the people can be involved with? How? What are
1: those three words? And if you want to explain to it? So people always ask me. Mm-hmm. So you know, what can we do to help? Mm-hmm. And I always say three things: pray, mm-hmm. give, or go. Mm-hmm. And um, we certainly need prayer. And be praying for us. As as uh, pray for this the the ministry, obviously, and the mm-hmm. work that we're doing. That we're able to. To be really effective and fruitful for the Lord, that we give Him the the glory that He deserves, mm-hmm. um, you know, be praying for provision uh, for the the work that we're doing and and other ministries that we'll introduce you to. Be praying for each of us for safety as we travel and go to some areas that are dangerous or are closed countries, and and um, you know, and or or you can can give um, and our our uh website is uh, www.anchoredrelief.org www.anchoredrelief.org and um and you can donate online there and and uh you know we w- really appreciate that and the other um thing that you can be doing is to go mm. and we invite you to come with us and and we take teams we take a, a team usually one team to Uh, uganda in the summer Mm -hmm. so this this coming summer and in june uh mid-june we'll be taking a team to uganda you can go online to our website and and uh you can uh click on on get involved and you'll see a, a sign up to to go to that you can come to nepal with us in in october that's being planned right now uh, we have trips going, uh, usually one day trips or you know two or three day trips going to Tijuana all the time, and uh, so please come with us. We'll also be giving you reports from the field, mm-hmm. so not just we don't want to just sit in a studio. We want to get out there. We want to show you uh, what's going on in the, the rest of the world, and maybe give you a picture uh, of what what you're not seeing and, and dealing with difficult subjects, sex trafficking and and things like that 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 are just breaking our hearts and uh, uh or disasters responding on a disaster uh, they're going all the time mm-hmm. and uh we're, we're you know what uh we're, we're in the end times mm-hmm. and so we have to be busy mm-hmm. about God's work i want mm-hmm. him to find him, me busy doing his work when he returns and mm-hmm. and that's our prayer for for all of us. So I, I pray that you'd come with us on this journey as we, we you know, move forward for the Lord, and we pray that God will be glorified.
0: Amen. I mean, Mark 16, go into the world and preach the gospel. Matthew 28, go into the world and make disciples of all nations. And so as we're, you know, our ministry is traveling around the world, we're not just wanting just to make converse, we're wanting to make disciples as well. Right. And um we have chaplains all over the world you know not just here in the united in the united states but also around the world and we're going to be speaking to some of them in our future episodes and uh, just uh, have them testify what the lord is doing over there and some of the difficult stuff that might be difficult to hear because uh, it's the reality of what's happening over there because you know we people don't realize how privileged we are here in the united states uh to um to have this thing called christianity where in some um, in some country, parts of the country where we ministered at, it's illegal, and so and one of them, of course, is Nepal, and so um, we and uh, we'll be talking to uh, uh, some of the chaplains over there later on um, in the future episodes. But um, also, uh, if you want to connect with us, uh, we have we're all over social media. We're on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel you might be watching right now, or wherever platform. But you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Anchor National Relief. We have an Instagram. We also have uh, X, formerly known as twitter <laughs> i don't know why it's called x now I'm, I'm still getting used to that and i mean i'm still getting used to like the fact that our church is known as calvary south o.c instead of because i'm so used to calvary <laughs> san juan and it's going to take a while for <laughs> to uh, realize it's calvary south o.c but um regardless um you could also we have, also have a blog right we have a blog that we uh update daily yep. uh what's the website of that pastor gary
1: it's uh dot blog. blog. And uh, uh we we usually have
0: uh daily blogs going up there as far as like the latest updates, what's happening, uh not just from our perspective, but also from our chaplains around the world. And um, and as Pastor Gary mentions, if you have the heart to give, you feel like wanting to uh sow, uh into this ministry, and it's not for us, it's literally just to bring the kingdom of god to these poorest nations um you could uh go to anchored org slash donate um but most of all if you just need to talk to us or just need prayer or anything like that email us at info at anchored org. you could message us on our instagram or comment on our youtube channel wherever just find a just either way there's plenty of platforms for you to reach out to us just let us know we would love to talk to you we would love to um and even if you're a ministry out there that you want to connect with us or, um, we would love to, you know, cause you know, I, you know, we believe in the, in uniting the body of Christ, you know, uh, John twelve forty seven. you know, we're all in one accord. And so, um, you know, we have the same mindset, you know, as long as, uh, our mindset is about Christ and about his building his kingdom, you know, let's team up and, uh, we will love to connect with you guys. Um, you Can know, we, before we yeah. we,
1: we end, I, I just want to do one thing, and yes. that is, if you are listening and you don't know Jesus Christ mm-hmm. as your Lord and Savior, in other words, if you died today, you don't know whether you would go to heaven or not, mm-hmm. uh, we want to give you that opportunity right now mm-hmm. to come into the kingdom, because that's what we're about. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you don't know if you died today, if we, mm-hmm. you would go to heaven yeah. or hell, and you think, well, I would probably go to hell— um, you know, or I don't know, uh, then, then we want to give you that assurance of salvation. And mm-hmm. so, so what I would ask you to do is just to pray this prayer with me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then if you do pray this prayer, please reach out to us info yes. at anchored org, mm-hmm. And we want to send you a Bible and we want to mm-hmm. send you some materials, uh, to help you in your growth of the Lord and, mm-hmm. and connect you w- with, uh, uh, a fellowship of believers, and and even if you're in another part of the world, mm-hmm. well, we will do our absolute best to make sure that that you are connected because mm-hmm. we have a lot of connections in 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 almost every part of the world. So and that you'll even be hearing from. So if that's your heart, and and you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you pray this prayer with yeah. me, dear Jesus, dear Jesus. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I know that I'm a sinner. Know that I'm a sinner. I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask
0: you to forgive my sins.
1: And to come into my heart, and to come to my heart, and be my Lord and Savior. And be my Lord and Savior. Help me to walk with you. Help me to walk with you. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. And give you glory and honor. And give you glory and honor. I know that you will never leave me or forsake me. I know you will never leave me or forsake me help me to be so aware of your presence even now help me so aware of your presence even now in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name we pray amen
0: amen amen oh that's great way to end it too and i just want to you know add if you um for you're watching you know why wait you know because as pastor Gary says we're not guaranteed you tomorrow you know James 4:14 4, life is like a vapor so if you're watching this um why wait you know just let us know if you need to want to know more about it talk to us reach out to us and we love to we love we would love to share with you i mean the greatest desire of, of us here at anchored or just christians in general is to share about jesus that's it so um, thank you guys so much for joining us on episode one we made it to the end and uh no script (laughs) no script no plan we just let the holy spirit control it and uh we're just so thankful for you guys to watch and just join us and uh we can't wait for episode two and more future episodes down the road god bless you guys and hope to see you soon